It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. If you're no particular fan of Harry Potter, I promise there is still enough food for thought for you. I will be dealing with no less than the topic of a free will and the practical implications such as can you become the person you want to be or can't you? I am Theresa Tauber. This is my topic for today. One lesson from Hogwarts. Choose who you want to be. And I will give you the quote once more. It's in Volume 2, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. At the end, Harry is afraid that, well, since he's sharing so many abilities and even character traits with the real bad guy with Voldemort, is he himself predestined to be an evil person? And at the end of Chapter 18, Dobby's reward He talks with his mentor, Professor Dumbledore, about it, and Dumbledore says, quote, It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities, unquote. I'm just pursuing the question that so many faculties have pursued. Theologists, sociologists, biologists, psychologists... Do we have the freedom to choose who we want to be? Nowadays, there is one more field of study which sheds a totally new light on everything, and those are the neuroscientists. And the question, do I have a solid character which I cannot change? Or do I have a choice? Can I change? This question is also the topic of a book called Altered Traits meaning exactly that, changed character traits. One of the authors is Daniel Goleman, and you might know him because he's really, really famous for his work on emotional intelligence. And the other is Richard Davidson, who undertook lots of studies studying the human brain and studying the human mind. Their research focuses on the question, can we change our brain by doing mindfulness meditation. And I'll give you the result in a nutshell. Yes, it's possible. Well, you don't need to believe me if I only say yes, it's possible. So if you read the book, Altered Traits, these two give for every study that they cite or every study that they have undertaken themselves, the background information, which levels of quality with regard to scientific solidity, does this study follow? Still, it might be really, really difficult to believe that you can somehow change the brain. Maybe it's easier if I quote some of the other studies where the mind has changed the body. It is common knowledge that practice makes perfect, right? Let's assume I want to learn how to play the guitar. At the beginning, I will be clumsy. But each time that my will and my brain give my fingers an order to play a certain accord, there is something happening in my neurons, in my nerve cells. The more often I give this order, the higher is the chance that there will be proteins developed that connect nerve cells one with the other, making a more stable connection between the nerve cells so that the impulse from my order 
originating in my will, going from my brain, through my arms, into my fingers, moves faster. The electrical or electrochemical signal moves faster because of the proteins binding certain cells together. If you're into computer, think of it as a macro. And the other thing is, once that a certain path in my nervous system is used more frequently, some sort of insulation around this path will strengthen. The insulation allows the signal to move yet faster, so that in the end, the signal can move 300 times faster than in the beginning. And that's what we mean when we say that by repetition we get something like paths in our brain and after they have become paths, they become streets and then they become highways. But it is up to my determination to repeat the process, to repeat the practice. And the same is true not only on physical level, but also on the level of thoughts and of character traits and of impulses that I have. If a thought is presented to a brain often enough, it will create a new pathway in that brain. This knowledge has been used throughout history of mankind to very, very dubious ends. But the good news is, you can use that knowledge to become the person who you deeply want to be. You do have the choice. For all of those who are not so much into Harry Potter, I say goodbye here and hope to rejoin you in the second part where I explain how to realize your choices and how your mind can change your brain. And those who do like Harry Potter, just let me read the full passage to you where the quote came from. And for the others, bye until next time, your Theresia. Suddenly, something that was nagging at Harry came tumbling out of his mouth. Professor Dumbledore, Riddle said, I'm like him. Strange likeness, he said. Did he now? said Dumbledore, looking thoughtfully under his thick silver eyebrows at Harry. And what do you think, Harry? I don't think I'm like him, said Harry, more loudly than he'd attended. I mean, I'm... I'm in Gryffindor! I'm... But he fell silent, a lurking doubt resurfacing in his mind. Professor... He started again after a moment. The sorting hat told me I'd... I'd have done well in Slytherin. Everyone thought I was Slytherin's hair for a while because I can speak Parseltongue. You can speak Parseltongue, Harry, said Dumbledore calmly, because Lord Voldemort, who is the last remaining descendant of Salazar Slytherin, can speak Parseltongue. Unless I'm much mistaken, he transferred some of his own powers to you the night he gave you that scar. Not something he intended to do, I'm sure. Voldemort put a bit of himself in me? Harry said, thunderstruck. It certainly seems so. So I should be in Slytherin, 
Harry said, looking desperately into Dumbledore's face. The sorting hat could see Slytherin's power in me and it... Put you in Gryffindor, said Dumbledore calmly. Listen to me, Harry. You happen to have many qualities Salazar Slytherin prized in his hand-picked students, his own very rare gift, Parseltongue. Resourcefulness, determination, a certain disregard for rules, he added, his moustache quivering again. Yet the sorting hat placed you in Gryffindor. You know why that was? Think. It only put me in Gryffindor, said Harry in a defeated voice, because I asked not to go in Slytherin. Exactly, said Dumbledore, beaming once more, which makes you very different from Tom Riddle. It's our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities.